And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It is, by the time someone listens to this, December 1st, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, which means it is the month of the DDT Awards. Oh, no. It's oh, gonna no, don't, happen. Don't remind me, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I, I'm behind. I haven't had an opportunity to come up with categories or nominees. Uh, I did start, though. I will say I did start. I guess I got to share that document with yourself. Maybe get GQ in there, see if we I can't get I, some... Uh, I think we need GQ just to find out what excuse he'll give this time as to why he can't record with us. I'm fairly certain that his grandmother will need his assistance again. It happens. Just saying. Hey, that was legitimate. It was legitimate. legitimate family emergency. It was legitimate, but it was like that one... It's like I don't remember if that was the first time we recorded with him or what, but... I don't think um, it was the first time, but it, yeah. Part of me... He was so looking forward to it. I, I know. Oh, it was God. really disheartening. Uh, part of me wants to go through last year's and try to come up with like a best of, like try to cull it down from the three to four hours of that it actually was to I a more... more like six last year. To a more manageable, you know... I was like, that would be something fun to post so people could see where we were at. I don't know. I kind of feel like the six hours of nonsense is kind of the point, though. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that any justice when you when you just make no, it a great well, especially since especially since I wouldn't just be doing the nominees and the awards. Like, it would literally just be the funniest parts. Right. You probably wouldn't even be able to get a full, like, thought out. <laughs> I don't know. But... I think about that sometimes because I can't remember what the, you know, who won. No, I don't. I I mean, you know, actually, last year, I think I made a Google Doc that actually had the winners and the runners up in it. So I can actually forward that or share that with you. That would be good. You can at least refresh refresh, Yes. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about it. We had a ridiculous number of categories last year. And I'm kind of hoping that we just continue I to expand I, I that's fine by me that is fine I don't, I, by I me. don't want to rehash actually i'd love to come up i mean there are certain categories folks that are coming back the triple h memorial hair award or whatever the technical triple term h is. is ponytail memorial award yes For that is hair. definitely coming back yes as is i think uh uh, the blackest hole of charisma, as well oh, as uh, wettest wrestler. Those <laughs> well, have those to are, come back. Yes, of course they do. Oh man, what you got there? Oh, that was just an A and W. Again, I can't remember what topics we've covered and what we haven't. But just for me, just let it flow. Rank for me, would you? Um, the root beers. Let's go with uh, A&W, IBC, Barks, and feel free to throw in some, you know, other that I'm not remembering. I mean, I would go with A&W at the top. Okay. Followed probably by IBC. Okay. And it's been a long time since I've had an IBC, so I remember them being quite good. 
So maybe that really is above A&W. I it don't is know. for me. I would put IBC at the top, okay. then A&W, and then Barks. I mean, I'm even going to go ahead and put Mug on top of Barks. Oh, wow. Um, Barks is probably my least favorite of the root beers. <sighs> what? You don't like, what? We, you like Barks? No, no. But I'm just, I immediately am like, okay. We need to record in person again because we have to. We have to have. We're gonna have to get Mrs. Manson on this. We need to have a blind taste test of the four root beers to really actually like. Yes, I mean, there's also like sometimes we'll buy like polar root beer because it's like you know a dollar for a liter bottle or something. I mean, I don't remember that being particularly impressive, but I I once bought the Weight Watchers root beer. Oh man, that must have been. Which Something. tasted like if you made a watered-down root beer in your toilet, that's what it would taste like. Oh, lovely. All right. Well, that sounds good. Just just throwing it out there. All right. Um, let me ask you a question that uh, I actually asked Mrs. Matthews on the way home. Uh, mm-hmm. We were driving mm-hmm. through a, a very nice upper – Upper middle class, let's say, housing development, similar to Manson Manors. Mm-hmm. And and I was just wondering, if you wanted to paint your house yeah. burnt orange, okay, would you be allowed to do that? Allowed? Who's going to stop me? I didn't know if there was some, like, you're not a condo, so it's not like the homeowners no, association is going to come after you. But like, yeah, No, we're I, not like a gated community. There's no... As you just said, homeowners association. No, 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 nothing like that. So uh, you don't. The there's no. There's no rules. There's no. no you know, no. letter that comes home with acceptable guidelines or something. No, nope, like it's that. our property. We can do what we want with it. Okay. Not that I think anyone would want to paint their house burnt orange, but eh. it just you know all of those houses that I drove. Now this is just again. This is this particular area by my apartment that I drive by. They're all like three different shades. It's like a yellowish, a grayish, or a whitish. There's nothing else. That's pretty much true. Sometimes you'll see brown or something, but... Yeah. And again, it's not like there's giant pink fuchsia houses elsewhere, but it just popped into my head. Interesting. What else so just I... pops in there? Um, if we, since you asked, if we were to put on the producers... Uh-huh. Would you be Max Bialystok or would you be Leo Bloom? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, think... this is not because I was just, I happened to be watching um, like YouTube clips. I've honestly tried to figure this out four or five times in the last few years. Who, me? Why? <laughs> no, which one either of us would be because. Oh, I see. Looks wise. You look like Leo Bloom. True. I look like the disheveled cardboard belt Max Bialystok. Yeah, yeah. However, I am pretty sure I'm the straight man of this <laughs> duo. Yeah. So so then part of me thinks I would be. And then I was thinking, we need to get into like doing radio plays. Bialystok will never stop. Bialystok will be on top again. I'm just like, I'm like, how great would it be to get some like two man scripts and to just start doing 
radio plays or something like that rather than this podcasting business. Yeah, podcasting. Posh. Hish, posh, wash, posh. Radio. That's where the future is. That's, yeah, right. Clearly, the future. No. And then I'm like, well, maybe we would do like a weird producers where we'd each just keep trading the parts. You are more music. Anyone watching. You are more musical than I am. At least I don't I know would, about that. I would say you're the better singer uh, than I am. Uh, I don't know about that. There's a reason Nerd DC sounds the way he does. It's because I can't sing very well. I think, well, I can't really either, so we're sort of on the same footing there. How many musical productions have you done in your life? A few. I've done zero. Okay, well, you know, I still don't think you're that bad. Well, I appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, those were the two non... Now I'm going through my list, because I, of course, made a list. Those are the two non-wrestling things oh, on well, my list. Well, you know, I mean, just to sort of segue here, you know, speaking about uh, music, um, you know, I heard this week uh, a little bit of news regarding WWE and their uh, history of music making. Maybe you could fill us in on that. Well, the, uh, it just came out today, I believe. It's the first time I saw it. But the the rumor, I haven't heard it corroborated by any official source, uh, but the rumor is that Jim Johnston, who is the man before there was CFO dollar sign or whatever that group is, there was Jim Johnston, uh, the Undertaker theme, the Stone Cold theme. I don't know if he wrote Real American. He did not. Okay. I didn't want to, you know. Um, but the Ultimate Warrior theme, most of the epic wrestling themes that you know of if you're a fan from the 80s 90s into the 2000s was written by jim johnston and the rumor is that he was released from wwe um and is no longer working with that organization so again i haven't heard his name pop up i don't know whether or not he was still involved in the music of course there it is. Thank you. Beefcake! Yeah. That's got to be a Jim Johnson, right? I would have to believe so. Again, it's, you know... I, I actually don't know, though. That might be before Jim Johnson's time. Um, let me, you know, let me do a little I'm not sure he was here. even around for, like, the Hulk Hogan era. Um, let's look him up. Let's find out. Are you Googling him as well? I'm just looking up Jim Johnson and Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> I, of course, am waiting for my computer. There we go. All right, Jim Johnston, composer, going to the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, strutting and cutting. By Jim Johnston. Let's see. It doesn't say when he started, although no. Best known for his work with WWE from 1985 onwards. But again, it doesn't go through. Johnston's chief role was providing the soundtrack for WWE programming. In addition to providing musical content for WWE's large output of video games, Website content and entrance themes for superstars and divas. That's 86, you said? 85. So, okay. again, 
That's after, you know, Brutus Beefcake was, yeah, I bet he did it. I would guess he did it. Undertaker, yeah. no, I, the I Rock. I saw here on Wiki that he's credited yeah. with it. Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Mr. McMahon, among hundreds of other superstars. Rick Derringer. Real American. Okay. Yes. Well, he should get, you know, so one of the things that was going around there um, was whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. Would oh, yeah. You, I think so. And Rick Derringer should get it. Real American. And I know we've had this discussion where we've tried to talk about the best themes. <laughs> Back when we thought a good idea for a show would just be to discuss top ten lists. Oh, I think I I think it would have worked. I think that actually would be a good show. We've done it. We yeah, did it a well, couple of times. We did. But I mean, if we had to force ourselves to come up with a topic every week, I feel like we would go to interesting places. Yeah. So now I'm looking. Okay. So a pair oh, million dollar man's theme. Chris Jericho, break the walls down. One version of that. The Bella Twins, you can look, but you can't touch. Hmm. That's a good uh, Let's one. see. Voices, Randy Orton. Oh, Santino's. Oh, Santino. That's definitely a ringtone on my phone. Uh, let's see. See, I think my favorite uh, Jim Johnston's are probably... Uh, let me think here. Um... Probably that that AJ Styles theme. You don't want none. He or, didn't do uh, that one. Stop maybe it. maybe Bailey's theme song. That one's pretty good. Oh, glorious, glorious with Bobby Roode. I love that theme song. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the recent ones that were really really good. You know, uh, oh, fabulous with Carmella. That one's great. I love that one. Um, gee, gee, what else? What else is there? Velveteen Dream. His theme song's really good. Um, it's impressive if you go look at it you know maybe i'll post the link or something but you know it has the single you know the single releases for these themes and there's a lot of them by jim johnson but i am surprised at the number of them by cfo dollar sign yeah cfo dollar sign has been pretty um prolific yeah prolific if you will since uh 2013 or so well and having nxt helps you know he's got a lot of the um cruiser why do you think they got rid of him do you think this is related to the me too movement or do you think this is just a matter of cfo dollar sign is awesome i think i think it's one of those you know he's been working there for 32 years cfo dollar sign is doing is eating his lunch probably doing all the theme music at this point maybe let's be honest the last thing I see credited to Jim Johnston here is uh, Baron Corbin's theme song, both of them. Uh, to Jerry had a new theme song in January. Jerry Mahal, Darren Young. Yeah, I'm just nothing here. Yeah, from the recent um, no catalog. Is no, really... but again, again, we're talking like all time here. We're talking, you know, he did. Here comes the money. That's a fantastic, you know, that's a fantastic theme. Like, you know, again, yes. He did Here CF- Comes the Money. C- CFO dollar sign, the current golden child when it comes to themes. But Jim Johnson. Who did I'm great. Back, the uh, Bischoff theme song? I would imagine it Because that song is amazing. 
Let's see. Searching for Bischoff. It might not be any. I don't see that on here. But again, that might have not been released. These are the singles. These are the iTunes singles that were released. So, Oh, you know what? Actually, I have that song on iTunes. I know I do. I love uh, that you have the song on iTunes. Yeah. Well, that song is really good. Where's well, my iTunes? He's back. And he's better than ever. Yes. Yes, he's he is. He's got a knack. Up, oh, Ted Negro, Negro, Nigro. Apparently, who did what? Uh, the Eric Bischoff one. I don't know. The composer or artist on uh, iTunes is listed as Jim Johnston. Okay, well, this is the Wikipedia is saying I'm world wrestling. Maybe Ted Nigro sang the song. Yeah, maybe he did the the vocals. That's fair. Yeah, that's probably the case. Hey, he's fantastic. All right, I'm getting off of Wikipedia because I will not. Yeah, this is pretty much my theme song. But what are you back from? You know. Lunch. <laughs> Every With day me, at one o'clock, know, a... I walk the halls of my offices playing that song. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty. Do good you guess have for me? So, so you have your own office, correct? Uh, yeah. Is it attached to a lab or is it just an office? It's attached to a hallway. Okay, so you're not. How big is your office, would you say? Is it as big as the room you're currently in? Is it bigger? Is it smaller? I don't know. It's probably a little smaller. I think it's probably like 150 square feet or so. It's not, it's not like a glorified closet? No, I'd say it's larger than a closet. Okay. What is in your what, – what sort of accoutrement do you have in your office? Do you have a window? I, I have two windows, but I'm also – Do you have a corner office? No. Uh, my office is – in the basement, so only only from the window – the window starts at the ground, basically. So I don't have much of a view. Uh, I am also directly next to the women's restroom. So, you know, in terms of placement, also not great. Um, do you look out onto the street? Do you look out onto – I look out onto the backs of some lovely shrubs that have grown so high – that I can see nothing but the backs of these shrubs. Because again, the window starts at the ground. <laughs> but but are you but are you facing the street? Uh yes. But I guess Cuz yeah, I often okay, wonder every like, single side of my building faces a street. So, yes. Do you face the street where the Central Student Union is? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, I, on the rare occasion I'm on campus, I walk that street and mm. I walk by your building and I sometimes wonder if you would happen to look out, would you see me there? I mean, if you wanted to cut those shrubs down, I might see you. <laughs> Tomorrow you're going to just suddenly hear like a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I can't say it's a huge news day in the wrestling world. Um, 
What's on your mind wrestling-wise? Did you watch any wrestling? I haven't noticed your Twitter being very active, so I'm wondering if you just didn't bother with Raw or SmackDown this week. I have a confession to make. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. What's that? I have watched zero wrestling this week. That's fine. Um, Have you paid attention to it at all? Have you read up on it? I don't know. Okay. Well, then I can sum up for you. Uh, I won't even go in order. I'll just touch on the things that have popped into my mind. Um, The Miz is off making a movie. Uh Uh-huh. So Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are now members of Elias's entourage. As well well, that's as a nice being, lateral move. As, as well as being his backup harmonica players. And can I tell you, they almost stole the show. If not actually stole the show. Huh. I find that very difficult to believe knowing that Asuka is on that show, but continue. Um, Asuka squashed Dana Brooke in approximately seven seconds. Hmm. Again, good, good. Surprisingly, though. Dana no. Brooke still employed. I so I watched long. that I watched that match and went she'll be fired tomorrow, and that did not happen. All right, so uh, she's doing better than Emma. That's good to hear. The hype bros have broken up. Okay, don't care. Would you care if I said that Mojo is the one who turned heel? What if I told you that makes me less interested than I would have imagined being? Okay. You would have at least had somewhat of an interest in a heel, Zack Ryder? Yes. Yes, okay. I would have. I am more intrigued by a heel Mojo Raleigh. Hmm. Um, uh, I'm not sure I can make a sentence in which I use the <laughs> word intrigued to refer to Mojo Raleigh in a positive manner, but that's... You do you. You do you. Um, I believe Bobby Roode will be challenging for the U.S. title. So we'll get Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. Mm, Okay. Are they going to have some sort of ab off? Because if so, I imagine that Bobby Roode would handily win. Are you saying that because Bobby Roode tweeted something about not being even getting an honorable mention in the WWE best abs of history? Uh I was not aware that that was a thing. Are you just talking about the crease? Is that really all that you... (laughs) Come on. You know me. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Roman Reigns got a You Deserve It chant when he came out to talk about winning the Intercontinental title. I don't think people know what that means. (laughs) I'm kidding. He does deserve it. It, it, You know. Um, Oh, this was bigger news. Uh, Matt Hardy wrestled Bray Wyatt, lost, and then seemed to break. So now we'll get broken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. And the only thing I could think of was, please, please let there be a House of Horrors too, Please. Oh, man. <laughs> That's uh... all I want. If Matt Hardy is legitimately going to be broken, and I've heard some positive rumblings coming out of the Impact Wrestling Yes, apparently uh, they've, dropped, they've dropped the suit. They've kind of waved the white flag. He can be broken if he wants to be. Yeah, so assuming that's going to happen, 
I want to see what sort of train wreck that gimmick becomes in the hands of WWE creative. Ah, uh, man. Because that that gimmick was transcendent. And I mean that not necessarily in a positive way, but it w- it was it was the sort of crazy that could only come from you know, a very specific set of circumstances where these guys had nothing to lose and absolute creative control to film and put on television whatever they wanted to do. I don't think you can maintain that manic sense of non-purpose with any sort of filter attached to it, which is exactly, I think, what WW Creative will be Well, what have we what have we seen? We've seen... Um, Wyatt's versus New Day in a compound match. And we saw the House of Horrors. Those are the two things that I've seen, you know, not even counting the Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, like luring each other through the backstage area. And like, those have been the closest things we've seen to what I would assume. I want to see would be a response to final deletion. I want to see Matt Hardy back on the family farm slash zoo. And I want to see him conversing with his giraffe, George Washington. If I don't see that, then I'm not going to feel as though this break, quote unquote, is legitimate in any way. So if he's broken and he's just wandering backstage talking to random PAs or whatever. What I'm saying is there needs to be a dilapidated boat. I'm saying that Skarsgård needs to be their vessel for collecting all of the gold. And they need to time travel and split into different universes to collect tag team gold from across the cosmos. If none of this happens, I will not be fulfilled. Okay. Senior Benjamin, yes, no? I'm definitely pro-Senior Benjamin. What if it's it's Senior Shelton Benjamin? (laughs) I am doubly pro that. <laughs> that would be great. Wouldn't it? Just he randomly shows up on Raw with like a gardener's hat. I would just and like to trowel. see broken Matt Hardy just go up to Shelton and go send your Benjamin to him. It would be a nice wink and a nod if they can't do anything else. Senor Benjamin. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, You know, uh, I can't help but be optimistic when Bray Wyatt is concerned, despite the fact that nothing rarely ever comes of it. But I'm, I'm morbidly curious to know what this is. And it might just be that he's broken and he goes off to do something else. But I'd like to see Broken Hardy versus Bray Wyatt uh, in I would watch some that. form or fashion. Um. But yeah, like I said, uh, did you watch the Bludgeon Brothers the first time? Yeah. Yep. I was watching SmackDown, and their entrance started, and I laughed out loud, but not in a, oh my god, this is awesome kind of way, in a, oh my god, I can't believe they thought this was a good idea 
sort of way. Like they're silhouettes facing each other and then they toss the giant, like they come to the ring with the giant hammers and then leave them halfway down the ramp. I just want to point out that from the first vignette, I said those hammers were a terrible idea. I just want to put it on record again, just throwing it out there. I didn't have a, like, I don't have a problem with the hammers per se, except in that they do nothing with them. They're giant and silly and clearly props. And if you want these two guys to look like legitimate badasses, you can't give them prop hammers that look like they're made out of styrofoam. But what if they start, but they can start selling them. Because people will go on to WWEshop.com and buy their own bludgeon hammer. You're right. That's a good theory. But I don't, at this time, foresee anyone buying any sort of merchandise that has to do with Harper or Rowan. What about the um, black and red armbands? Why wouldn't you buy one of those? Or your own replica sheep gas mask that I still don't get. It doesn't seem to have a filter. It sort of seems like he's rebreathing his own air. Like, I, if you follow the hoses, <laughs> it looks like his carbon dioxide feeds back into the mask. So my assumption is if he wears it for long enough, he will asphyxiate. Hashtag follow the hoses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying seeing Harper back. I know it's not Luke Harper anymore. It's just Harper. Um I enjoy that he's back. I want they him to d- give him a giant harp. <laughs> Harper the harpist. Mm-hmm. I like that much more it than a giant hammer. Might be better than a hammer. And Rowan just carries oars around. <laughs> Harper the harpist. And Rowan the rower. There you go. <laughs> now I see it. The dilapidated boat is now being <laughs> rowed by Eric Rowan, while Harper is on the prow of the ship playing his harp. I honestly, I know there's no way this will ever happen, but if they would just give a half an hour of Raw each week to Matt Hardy to just air whatever he wants, <laughs> that would be so great. I would be happy with seven minutes. Half an hour, sure. but give him a segment between commercial breaks. Okay, folks, it's now time for the Matt Hardy show. Yeah, I mean, if just any amount of time, if they were, if they could just commit, and I would want, I would want a WWE twenty four special on the WWE Network that's just following around Matt Hardy and the three interns that he has, where he's like, I need. A stuffed koala and a soft serve machine. And yes, I mean, if Southpaw Regional Wrestling can be a thing for the WWE, I'd like to think the Broken Universe could also be a thing. Whether it's, you know, five minute vignettes on YouTube or it's something that graduates to the network, I don't know. But I, I'm inclined to agree. I think, I think that obviously they find value in it. Because they could have told Matt Hardy, you're getting rid of the gray streak. You're going back to being Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy. No more brokenness. Um, so we'll see. We will see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. The only other major, you know, uh, 
as as two people who discuss the, the rules of wrestling and how often they are just blatantly ignored, um, the main event of SmackDown was Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton, I believe in a no disqualification match, but Sami Zayn was barred from ringside. So, of course, how does it end? Sami Zayn Sammy comes Zane out. came to ringside? Attacks Randy Orton. And Kevin Owens, I believe, wins. So, while he was barred from ringside, I guess that would mean that whoever barred him from ringside now would be very interested in firing Sami Zayn for disobeying. Well, and that's, that's, you know, that is my question. And there is some dissension between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Yes, there should be. Daniel Bryan feels like second chances are in order and sees the money and value in having Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Shane McMahon just wants them both gone. Daniel's trying to argue that you're just going to send him to Raw and it's going to make our life harder. But I, I'd like know, to see Daniel Bryan turn heel. I don't. I know he was. He's been beloved for quite some time, but he had a very strong heel run um, back in the day. And you know, as a heel GM feuding with a face McMahon. I mean, I would, that's a kind of a a unique dynamic that I think could work on that show. I agree. I agree. Because especially since there is a natural tie, Daniel Bryan, ring of honor, Kevin Owens, ring of honor, Sami Zayn, ring of honor. So yes, there's a, there's a connect. There's definitely a connection there. I think it would be great, but they're, they're slow burning it. And that's another thing we, you know, now, Clash of Champions, which is a SmackDown pay-per-view, is happening this month. But Raw, their next pay-per-view is the Royal Rumble. Hmm, that's a long time. It is. And you you kind of sense that um, in the way they're going, you know. Roman's kind of, I guess, sort of feuding with Samoa Joe. Uh, Finn Balor's kind of, sort of feuding with Kane, who's kind of, sort of feuding with Braun Strowman. Um, the shield hmm. is there. Well, no, Dean Ambrose was not on Raw this week. Yeah, he, he was, was on his honeymoon. Yes. Yeah, but so it's, it's... I canceled Sling TV. Okay, that's the reason why I didn't watch why? Raw or SmackDown this week. Um, because I realized the only programming I was watching was, was Raw and SmackDown. And I did not feel that was worth $30 a month for the privilege anymore. That's essentially kind of where we were at with uh, PlayStation View. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I'm, where or how I'm going to watch wrestling now. YouTube? The Hulu? Do you yeah, have Hulu? so I... I uh, Yes, yes, we have access to Hulu. Because you can do, you know, you can do the Hulu recap. You won't see all of it, but I and I, I almost turned the Raw recap on on Tuesday, but then I said to myself, "But why?" And then I didn't, and I had a lovely Tuesday evening. Well, that's good. What did you do? Oh, I don't think I should kiss and tell on this podcast. Did you tell GQ I said hi? I did. Thank he you. He says he loves you. Oh, um, oh no, nice. I don't know. I just I really I, I did think about watching it on Hulu. I knew it was there, but I couldn't convince mm-hmm. myself to do it. And then I said, well, I'll just watch a few clips on YouTube. 
and then I didn't do that either. So it's a it's a weird place, you know. Wrestling in 2017 is great, but at the same time, I do just really sort of feel like, for the most part, I. I, I don't get anything out of watching the weekly wrestling. Like, okay, so you get what you should get out of it is I you enjoy wrestling, you enjoy watching it, you want to see what's happening, you just want to see the action and the stories, and that should be enough, right? Just ostensibly on the surface, on the face, that should be it. But I don't know, man. Like, you say wrestling is great, and it is, like, relatively speaking. But, like, I don't know, in terms of the weekly wrestling, it, like, storylines don't really become complex they, they never really go anywhere it's a lot of just spinning your wheels and it, i don't know like I, I don't really ever feel like there is anything that happens week to week that is must see you know what i mean i don't feel like they do a good job of actually building up to the pay-per-views where all that content in between is actually contributing or building uh in a manner that matters which i think is a problem so if tomorrow WWE announces that Matt Hardy will now have 8 to 8.30. I will watch. How? I will watch it on YouTube, on Hulu. I don't know. I will resubscribe to Sling TV if that's the only (laughs) way. I really probably would if that was going to be a thing. Are you allowed to share accounts on Sling TV? I don't know. Well, again, you know, I watched, there was a very nice, like, if you enjoy the wrestling and the matches, Seth Rollins wrestled Cesaro, that match was very good. The New Day wrestled Gable and Benjamin, that match was very good. Orton and Owens was pretty good for what it was, even though, you know, Sammy See, like, that's the thing, like, you know, Kevin Owens is a great character, he's a great performer, and I do like watching him. I like watching him and everything that he does on a weekly basis. I really do. The stuff with Sami Zayn has been very interesting, and I even like the storylines that are currently, like I said, going on between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. I mean, I could say that they're doing all that stuff very well, but again, when I factor in the cost of what I'm paying just to watch those Mm -hmm. shows, it doesn't seem like it's worth it in a financial sense, which is yeah. why I've stopped. Well, and and again, you can't think of everything financially, but however, it's $9.99 a month. And for $9.99 a month, you could watch just the pay-per-views. They recap all the storylines anyways. Mm-hmm. It's something fresh. You know I, what I mean? If I, you're I'm only watching that rest- there's going to be enough time between live events on the network that I'm going to grow away from wrestling in general just because I'm not on that constant drip feed keeping me interested. I'm going to get to the Royal Rumble. I'm going to turn on and be like, okay, well, I want to see this because it's the Royal Rumble, but it's just going to be all these matches that I don't have any context for. And admittedly, I'm going to get the context because they have those ridiculous video packages. But at some point, I feel like the space there will be long enough where I'm just like, eh, Royal Rumble's on tonight. Eh. Pay-per-views are events in the Manson household. It's true. I mean, that will keep me watching for sure. Yeah. And you know what? There's NXT you could watch. You could watch 205 Live. The, the, you're I you're already I getting it for free. I think I will start watching NXT. Hmm? I think I will start watching NXT. You know, I heard this week was good. I tried to avoid the spoilers for the next set of TV tapings, but apparently things are heading in an interesting direction there. So. I'm spoiler free. Well, good. Um. 
You'll be happy to know that Page's stable is named Absolution. And Ruby because she Riot, has an alcohol problem, I got it. And Ruby Riot, R I O T T. Wait, what? Ruby Riot now has two T's in her name. Why? She had one T when she was in NXT. They've added a second T. My guess. Why? My guess is because they don't want the connotation to an actual riot. But the connotation remains. Because it's a homonym. All you did was add another T. Yes, but they can now say, well, we're not encouraging riots. This is Riotata. Then why do they call her stable the Riotata Squad? May I also say the Riot Squad is the stupidest name for a stable I've heard in many years. Probably worse than the Bludgeon Brothers. And don't you really think... I, I mean, even Paige's group got away with a name that wasn't all about Paige. Like, how do you think that makes those other two ladies feel? I don't remember who they are at this point. That's with Ruby Riot. Who are they? It's Liv Morgan and... Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan's not in Paige's group? No. Sonya Deville is in Paige's group. Oh, that's too bad. I'd like Sarah Logan to be on the more popular group. I'm assuming both of them are like, hey, we're in WWE right now. You can call us whatever you want. Yeah, I still don't think it's a good name, though. I really don't. I'm not a fan of it either. But it definitely says that that Ruby is their leader. So I, I, I mean, I guess that means they have the most faith in her, which makes sense based off of what we've seen of those three ladies in NXT. Mm -hmm. She's the only one who they gave any appreciable screen time to. And you know what? At some point, somebody will do a search and realize that. You know, Riot Squad has some sort of other connotation, and then they'll just become the Squad. Or the Sister Squad. Or the Submission Sisterhood. Or whatever it is that they're going to go by. Yeah, I I don't know. Not a fan of that one. Not a fan. Well, what is the dumbest name for a group you've ever heard? Um, One Direction? Fair enough. Because, you know, you've got the Bludgeon Brothers, the Hype Bros, which is a pretty bad name, even though I get where they kind of made the name. The Bludgeon Brothers is pretty silly. But they bludgeon, and they're obviously related. Yeah, it's pretty silly. That one's pretty silly. (laughs) Um, I never was particularly fond of Legacy either. You've just, got the undisputed era. You know, Legacy made sense to me. They're all Le- second generation. Legacy totally made sense. I just thought it sounded kind of when you're gonna call a group. When you're gonna call a group evolution that has a sixty year old in it. Was mystery. No? It's beautiful. Thank you. But when you call it's evolution and there's a sixty year old in it. I'm sorry. I understand that evolution continues, but he's evolved. He's over-evolved. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, What else is there? The wolf pack is pretty stupid when you think about it. Well, there's the Heart Foundation. I like the Heart Foundation. Which which made sense when you had Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, but then you have the British Bulldog and Brian Pillman, and it's like... um, you're not even related to them. <laughs> Whatever. It there's the killer the dungeon. There's the killer bees. There's the that, dungeon of doom. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. I like that. And then, of doom and then, if we want to go to the, if 
if we want to go to the blatantly dumb, there's the Ding Dongs. But that's like a team name, right? That's not a... Well, so the Bludgeon name. Brothers is a team name. Uh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. All right. Um, let's go to the emails because we have four of them. I kept trying to get five, but at least we got four. And uh, there's some you know names we don't always see, including this first one, which I don't know if Jeremy has ever... Uh, sent us an email before. We might have a first-timer. I've long been a fan of men and women in the same stable. I love Nikki Cross as a member of Sanity and NXT as an example. Hopefully, WWE will keep them as an intergender unit when and if they ever get the main roster call. If you could fantasy book an intergender association of stars on the WWE main roster level, who would you like to see together? And why? That is Jeremy. I believe it's it's E at E Plan FL E NFL at E P L A N F L. I don't know what that's supposed to stand for, but oh, the bigger one. Thank you. <laughs> the bigger one. Yeah. What what exactly are you requesting? A pill. Oh, okay. The bigger one. Yeah, unfortunately. It's what what they call it. Yep. Um, So, you know, right off the top of my head, um, if I could fantasy book an intergender association of stars, I really do want to see Finn Balor and Becky Lynch as a heel alliance. You could throw another heel in there, too, I suppose. Okay, all right. Sheamus or Drew McIntyre or somebody like that, but... Hmm. Um, it would be Asuka and who is the question. I would like to see Asuka with... More Asuka. I'm not sure that counts as say, any gender. It's just, you know, any number of superstars who just lay down and Asuka walks over them on the way to the ring. I don't know. Asuka and... Yeah, I don't... Asuka needs no other association. I, I don't know. I I can't see her as part of a group. Yeah, you know, and you could go the realistic... Well, because again, like Lana and Rusev are technically an intergender association. I think they mean like more of like a bigger sort of group but you know like the usos and naomi make sense just because of the relationship um you know the problem is like more more than an intergender association uh i'd be more interested in just seeing intergender matches i know you're on record as not being a fan but one of the things i really did enjoy in lucha underground was having intergender matches i I'm not opposed to I they're not my particular favorite and I and I have talked about it. However, I will say uh if they're going to go, you know, like James Ellsworth and Becky Lynch was fine. If they want to go through it fine. Don't put you know Braun Strowman and Carmella in the same ring. I mean, if you want to build it up right, I was happy to watch, you know, Sexy Star I know it's not popular to say, but I was happy to see Sexy Star versus Matanza in Lucha Underground. They built that up correctly. I mean, you know, you did the the fast, smaller person versus the large giant. Like, you can build a good story with that. It's it's no more ridiculous than than Rey Mysterio versus the Big Show, which I did find ridiculous. But you know, I mean, it it is mm-hmm. possible to to put those matches together in such mm-hmm. a way. Um, 
that it works. Having said that, if you want to put Charlotte and Dolph Ziggler in a match, sure. Yeah, I'd watch that. that. You want to have Sasha Banks wrestle Finn Balor? Okay. Okay. I'll watch that too. Yeah. So that's where I go with this, I think. I'd like to see Asuka destroy Braun Strowman is what I'd like to see. Think Asuka ever wins the Cruiserweight title? Oh, I hope so. She just shows up and beats the crap out of Enzo Amore. That'd be awesome. That'd be the perfect way to end that division. Mm. Asuka wins. Yeah, right. Sorry, we messed up. Moving on. The true Bruiserweight. Yeah. Oh, man. Asuka versus Pete Dunne. I'd watch that. match, too. All right. Our next email comes from Danielle. Hello. Currently on the WWE Network, I have finished watching Raw episodes from 1997 through 1998. I have a question in regards to the Attitude Era. What is one storyline from the WWF Attitude Era do you guys think could still work in today's era, whatever it's actually called, and what adjustments could be made to make it work in today's market? Okay, stop there for a second. First of all, what is this era called? Modern. I suppose. You had Ruthless Aggression. You had the Attitude Era. Maybe the WWE Network Era? Yeah, I mean, I think just prior to this era was the reality era, but I think they consider that having ended in, like, 2016. So I'm not really sure what it is now. It could be the network era. That sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Um, An Attitude. Now, you didn't watch. Were you watching? Not really. You weren't watching the Attitude Era. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, though, of the storylines that I'm aware of, one that I think could possibly work in today's complex society is probably the Katie Vick angle. I knew you were going to say that. It was either going to be Katie Vick or the birth of a hand. It was going to be one of those two. Can we talk about the birth of a hand? Can we talk about the birth of a hand for a second? Um, Okay, so, so people constantly talk about Okay, it uh, big old sexual chocolate. Mark Henry had a little bit of fun with Mae Young, and they had a baby, and that baby turned out to be a hand, right? Yes. That is not what happened in that storyline. Okay. Tell me, what happened in that storyline? What happened in that storyline was she thought that she was pregnant, because she was having some sort of, you know, pains in that region. And when they went to deliver, what came out was a hand. And this hand, whether you know this or not, that that type of hand was a very popular sex toy during the 1970s. So the joke that Vince McMahon was saying, telling, was... She had not gotten any action since masturbating with this sex toy in the 1970s. It had been lodged in there since then, and it came out at the conclusion of this storyline. That was the actual joke. I feel like we need this needs to be a broader audience. Like, I, I believe at some point in the future, in the next month or so, um, the New Age Insiders, as part of NAI Pod, are going to have a phone number where you can call in and leave a voicemail, <laughs> and they will play those voicemails at the end of the show. Um, I feel like that needs to be on there. 
I think you're going to need to call that number and leave that voice. I think one voicemail. of our 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 fans, so one of our one of our our good besties, maybe someone from the UK because they seem to be like the only ones who really like us. Um, they need to just take that audio, clip it out of the show, and you have my permission uh, to to send it on over yeah. to this voicemail line because that needs to be because I was not aware of that because I don't remember the storyline. So you know, I just assumed, it, but. And of obviously was unaware of seven. I don't know why you know what seventy sex toys are. We're the same age. Like, what were you watching? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Connoisseur um, DC Matthews. Apparently, um, wow. To answer uh, Danielle's question legitimately, do I think there's an attitude era storyline? That I think could still work in today's era. The problem is the Stone Cold storyline just happens over and over and over okay, okay, and over okay. again. So I think much you're so taking a, a step now. too far, though. I think that if you were literally just taking that storyline, Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, and just plucking it out of time, pretending like, you know, that had never happened in wrestling before, and plucking it in today's world, like just putting it down there, it would totally still work. That storyline, you know, you've got the anti-hero against this greedy corporate um, boss figure, like, that. all that still plays. And, and Yeah, except we've seen it. Like, Dean Ambrose technically was the anti-hero to the authority and Seth Rollins. Yeah, technically. That was, that was Austin and The Rock as part of the corporation. Right, but it wasn't. It was, Austin. It wasn't Vince. No, but I'm not saying I don't think that's the what they're going. I don't think oh, we're she's saying asking, we're gonna So you're you're taking the opinion she's asking, what storyline would you recycle yeah. and do again? Yeah. Would I Steve think. Austin and Vince McMahon work in twenty seventeen? Of course they would. Of course they would. But I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying just the idea like a storyline or something like that. And, you know, part of me does think as much as, you know, people like Chip hate it. You know, they went with the whole brawl for all thing because UFC was popular. So WWE was like, hey, we'll try this brawl for all. We'll actually have competitive boxing and the wrestlers will actually fight each other. But I think, especially with the talent they have now, if they wanted to have either a division or just a show or something, which was legitimate kind of grappling, not boxing, but literally if they tried to do a UFC-style fight, I think that would get over big. If you were like, all right, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe in an actual fight. Okay. All right. You know, um, uh, J- Jack Swagger was on Bleacher Report. It was it's, He's listed on the CNN webpage because he's trying to make a name for himself in legitimate mixed martial arts now that he's been released from WWE. So... I think that, you know, I think there could be something there. Yeah. Um, you know, this question brings to mind, I think, an even better question, which I will now pose to you. Sure. Uh, what storyline from a previous era do you think, maybe the Attitude Era if you want to limit it, what storyline that totally did not work the first time around do you think they could bring back and, and do justice to this time? I feel like that's an entirely separate episode of DC and Doc Talk <laughs> that we will never get to. No, never. So what do you got? The top of your head. Um, I, that's a great question. I need to actually think about it. Storylines that didn't work that could work. 
Wow. Do you have one off the top of your head? I mean, I don't know if it really could work, but I'd really like to see them take another swing at that kennel match. Because, I mean, that was so bad the first time around. I can't imagine it going any worse. <laughs> you literally had dogs <laughs> defecating <laughs> on live TV. Um, or how about wow. that time that the boss man fed that other guy his dog? Who was that in that feud? The big shit. Oh, no, that was Al Snow, which Al led Snow. to the Kennel from Hell match. Yes. No, yes. I was thinking of when the big show, big show, or big show's father passes away. Oh, yeah. And, and boss man drives off away. with the casket. Yeah. I'm not sure that one would work <laughs> today. No, I'm. Tr- wow. I'm, I'm going to keep thinking about it because you, you, you know, a lot of the things that don't work really don't work for a reason. You know, so I'd have to think about something that didn't work and not just because it was terrible. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of something where, like, the reason why it didn't work was almost just happenstance. Right. And, right. you know, they could try it again. But, huh. I'm going to ruminate on that for a bit. And my second question, how do we make Jason Jordan's character and storyline better than him being booed and the like? Hope all is well. well. Cheers. At Danielle Sully 19. Well, there's your answer. I think WWE could try to tell me a story that's better than, hey, this African-American guy happens to be the son of Kurt Angle. And it's not like you can't have an African-American child, but they could have they could have figured out a way of doing that story a little better. Sure. Um, but you know, to, to more directly answer Daniel's question, um, I think they're already doing what they need to do to make that character and storyline better. They're turning him into a cowardly heel. Like they've listened, people are booing him and they're already moving his character from having been a baby face into this gray territory. And clearly the full heel turn is coming. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that was the intention all along. I, I just, I have to, I have to believe the WWE knew this was not going to work and it would, you know, because I'm still of the belief that this is going to wind up being a fabrication. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like at this point, as far as I can tell, they're playing the Rocky Maya via storyline, like to a T, right? This yeah. guy comes out, he's super saccharine and, and, and like he just gets crapped on by the crowd right you put a storyline in front of us that we just rejected wholesale we're never actually going to get behind this thing we're just going to reject it and crap all over it and i don't know whether or not jason jordan is really comparable enough as a performer to the rock to to make it work to his advantage as well as the rock did but i don't think i well and again when rocky maivia came out he was you an did not talent you did not look at him and see that he would someday make right. a Jumanji remake. Do you want to see that movie? No. No one does. I don't know. Like, for $6.63 on a random Sunday morning when I've got nothing to do? Yeah. I really? might go see that movie. Ugh. No, thank you. Jack Black... Uh-huh. I know, you know, kind of the bloom is off the rose for Jack Black, but... Kind of? And and I've never been a big Kevin Hart fan. Nope. And the girl who was in the Guardians movie is interesting. Yeah. 
that I don't know. person. I don't know. It's one of those movies, you know, I know Tall Guy always talks about, like, the popcorn movies that you got to see it on. You got to see this on the big screen. You know, this is a big screen movie. Pacific Rim, big screen. I know you probably liked Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. I'm, have you seen the previews for Pacific Rim 2? I have not. You should look it up. You'll be a fan. You know what other trailers I haven't watched? Infinity War? Correct. Is it now by choice? You're just not going to watch it? I don't know. I had no interest. I heard it was out, and I legitimately had no interest to watch it. Okay. I saw Justice League. And it was terrible. No. Yeah. It wasn't good. Well, no. It was fine. It was terrible. It was, it was decent enough, but it was not, nowhere You're making great. excuses. It was terrible. I was a fan of what they did with Cyborg. I will say that. Uh-huh. For taking such a, a character that most people did not know, they did a nice job with him. Did they do a nice job with Batman? Ish. Did they do a nice job with Superman? Yes. Did they do this a nice is... job with Superman's mustache? Well, there was no mustache. There was just a very awkward upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I've heard from a few other people who saw that movie and said it was terrible. So, I was not as big a fan of Aquaman as I thought I would be. Oh, you want to know why? Because he's Aquaman, and Aquaman sucks. I like Aquaman. Aquaman sucks. Okay. They had it. Well, no, I don't want to spoil it. Well, nah, it doesn't matter. I have a trident. I talked to fish. He didn't talk to any fish. He didn't talk to any fish. In fact, the only underwater talking he did, they created a air bubble so you could actually hear what they had to say. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad they decided to be scientifically accurate with being able to talk underwater in my superhero movie. I'm really glad they decided that's where they were going to draw the line. Oh, he can't possibly talk underwater. I'm really glad that's that's that, that was one step too far. Okay. I love the fact that their final the big final epic battle took place nowhere near water. It was literally was Aquaman just, just flopping around, not able to <laughs> No, like, he was, you know, he was jumping through the air with super speed and hitting people. And I was just like, you couldn't put this, this city near the coast so that he could, like, throw sharks at people? Like, <laughs> that wasn't an option? Nope, apparently not. All right. Next, oh, it's Glenn. What does he change? G-A. All right, Glenn. Oh, that's a good question. As it's being reported that Raw is going to be aired on Christmas Day, a couple of questions. One is, will you be taking time out of your holiday day to watch it? And two, would you want it as a holiday-themed show or just a normal Raw? Thanks, as always, Glenn. Number one, no, because neither of us have cable. Right. We're not going to watch it, unfortunately. (laughs) Number two... They should make it tribute for the troops. Pre-tape it. Tribute for the troops. Well, no, I mean, that's the whole thing. USA Network doesn't want a pre-tape show, um, which is the reason why they're going to have to do a live show on Christmas Day. But it's tribute for the troops. It's such like an epic thing. USA Network has decided that a pre-tape show does not do enough ratings for them. They need to have a live show that day. And I, I think that's really unfair um, and I really don't think that they're going to get any better ratings have it being a live show. No, it's Christmas Day. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do they expect? I don't know. Unless they're going to do, and, you know, now this is possible. 
because they don't have a pay-per-view, Raw does not have a pay-per-view between now and then, it's possible that they will make the Christmas Day Raw kind of like a pay-per-view where you'll see the culmination of some of these matches. Because we're not, Raw is doing no building for the Royal Rumble. I don't. I haven't heard them mention the words Royal Rumble. I don't know who Brock Lesnar is going to fight. Apparently, it's not Finn Balor because, you know, the rumor is WWE doesn't think he's over enough. He's um, not. It's, it's not going to be Braun Strowman again. So yeah, you know, knows? we have all we have all of this and stuff. Oh, I bet you Brock Lesnar just skips the Royal Rumble. No, he'll wrestle. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to have a women's Royal Rumble match, there might not be time. I believe that is part of the next email. Um oh, but yes, so ahead. yes. I I suppose it is it'll it'll they'll have some sort of holiday themed show, but I do not, you know, we're not going to have a women's match where they're all in little Santa's helper outfits. It'll be Gallows and Anderson versus Heath Slater and Rhino and Luke Gallows will be dressed up like Santa Claus. And he Slater will be dressed up as Mrs. Claus for some reason. Since neither one of us have cable, let me ask you a question. Would you pay nineteen ninety nine a month for the WWE Network with live access to Raw and SmackDown? Yes. Me too. I might pay twenty nine ninety nine a month. I I'd would pay not. twenty I would pay twenty five dollars a month to I watch Raw and SmackDown. I would not. Twenty dollars is my limit. It's five dollars more. Twenty dollars is my limit for that. You have to pay for parking. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They don't give you free parking as part of the perk of working <laughs> no. for a university? No, they do not. How much does that run you? A couple hundred dollars a year? Uh, More than that. Wow. Yeah. That's lame. It is. Okay. Mm. Um. Yeah, I totally would. And I hope they do. Me too. I hope they do. Because These next then... set of uh, you know, network negotiations, I... I don't know. I don't really think there's any big chance of them actually leaving USA Network. I know they want to negotiate with others so they have a stronger bit of leverage when they go to actually talk to USA about renewing. But I really hope they're able to work it out. That I would pay $19.99 a month, and they could post it three days later. Like Thursday no. night, they could post Raw. Friday night, they could post SmackDown. And I might still pay for it. No. If it's not live, I wouldn't pay extra for it. But you don't watch all of it anyways. When it's live, I do. No, you don't. You go to bed. Oh, well, I used to. Yeah, but when was the last time you actually did that? I watched SmackDown in completion pretty frequently. Okay. Well, that's only two hours. Yeah, it helps. It really does. All right. Last email. Oh. Huh. I don't remember clicking on Chase's email, but there it is. Hey, right. guys. Did you want to read this one? No. As I, read the Pov's, next... I read Pov's emails, and he hasn't emailed in a couple weeks, Pov. I thought he said he did email us. Didn't no, he send us a he, tweet? He messaged me and asked, he, because we recorded last week a day early because of Thanksgiving, and he was like, what time are you recording on Thursday? And I was like, we just finished. And he was like, oh, bugger. So. And then he didn't send one for this week right away? It's not there. 
Hey guys, as the next time the Raw guys appear on a pay-per-view will be the cross-branded Royal Rumble, what are your early predictions for the winner of the Rumble itself? Is it guaranteed to be a SmackDown guy, assuming we're going ahead with Brock versus Roman at Mania? Does Braun have a chance? Does Cena win and set up Title 17 at Mania? Also, now that there are feasibly enough women to pull off a rumble, will we see one? Or is two rumble matches on one night overkill? If we do get one, is Asuka automatically the favorite? Who could be a surprise entrant? All the best from across the pond, Che. Great email. Um, who do I think is going to win the rumble? Orton won the last one, so I got to think, and again, this is Probably just Triple my- H. I think he won the one before that. Yes, he did. Really? Are we going with Triple H? In which case then... Oh, wait. So, hold on. Batista almost won the one at 30. No, he did win 30. Yes, he did. Batista won 30. Then Roman. Then Triple H. Then Hunter. No, then Orton. (laughs) Right? Am I I right? Okay. Okay. Fine. I've got my prediction. Who is it? Ric Flair. Clearly, it's got to be the last part of Evolution. Was that a Jim Johnston joint? Probably. <laughs> Jim Johnston joint. Oh, he'd, sure still be empo- he'd still be employed if know, that, right? was, if that was it. <laughs> What a wonderful game. (laughs) Yeah. Stay tuned next week, folks, where we just do karaoke versions of our favorite theme songs (laughs) sung by the lead singer of Motorhead. I am a real American. Oh, oh man! Uh, maybe um, Cena. At some point, you've got to let a young guy win. Yeah, like Orton. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> AJ Three Styles. Three of the last four. AJ Styles. Fine. I know Fine. he's currently the WWE <laughs> champion, but I don't know, man. Like I really, I actually before because, he won, before he won from gender just randomly recently i do yeah. say randomly um i really thought it was going to be his year i really did mm-hmm. um could be i'd like shinsuke. to see him win a rumble before he's done done with with wwe mm-hmm. could be shinsuke and we'll get shinsuke versus aj they have teased that yeah i, I like could to... see aj losing the title between now and the rumble though he that could, could lose happen. it to gender we could be living in a world where he loses it to Jinder next week on SmackDown. Jinder takes it back to India, where he loses it to Triple H. And Triple H enters 2018 again as world champion. I guess it's possible. Like, that's 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 an option right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know. I still sort of feel like it could be AJ's year, even though, again, it doesn't make any sense based off where he is right now. I just feel like they do, they see him as a legitimate star, and I feel like they would want to have his name 
as one of the Rumble winners uh, at some point. I'm going to hope it's Braun Strowman. That would be great, too. I'm going to hope it's Braun Strowman. And even if we get Brock versus Braun versus Roman in a triple threat match. Oh, wouldn't it be great then if Carmella cashed in and it became a fatal four-way? Brock versus Braun versus Roman versus Carmella. And James Ellsworth (laughs) leaps over the barricade, puts Carmella up on his shoulders, and she wrestles that way. Absolutely. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. That's not how Lemmy would sing it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is there going to be a women's rumble? Yes. But I don't think it'll have 30 women. It'll have 20. I'm hoping it has 10. Nah, they... No, you're the right. Only, the only reason they put both stables up is to give them enough women to have a rumble. I think you're right. And I think it will there be are 20, 20. There are 22 talents plus two cha- – so two champions, 20 women. Uh, will there be a surprise entrant? Yeah, Victoria will show up. No, I don't think there will be. You don't think um, so? I think they have enough women that if – I don't if think it, it'll if, be Trish or Lita. If it's 20, I kind of feel like they'll just go with the active roster. Maybe, I'm fine with that. Maybe they'll have someone from NXT show up. Like maybe it's a Nikki Cross moment or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the problem is if they have 20 and now you need to fill 10, you're not going to send up 10 people from NXT. You're not going to like – it's not going to be Victoria and Molly Holly and Gail Kim and Lita. No. Like you need one or two returns, one or two call-ups. Maybe they do 25. Maybe. But yeah, I think 20 is the most likely. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think Asuka is the automatic favorite. Um, I think the Royal Rumble is a very easy match for her to lose. Yes. And they just gloss over. Yeah. No, I think so, you're right. Um, Charlotte, I think, is a good contender to win the very first women's Rumble match. Maybe well, it's not I, for the championship title. That's we true. Don't know. That's Maybe true. it's for the belt. That wouldn't make sense if it's for both shows, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, it would make sense for it to be Charlotte. And you know what? She could lose the belt by then. Yeah. I mean, if it was the sort of thing where it was good for a title shot on either show, at that point, I think Asuka becomes the favorite because then and we could see. she goes to SmackDown and yeah. challenges Charlotte. I th- yeah, absolutely. You might as well get that match out of the way. I agree. I would you like to I see mean? it. Asuka is like, I, while if she continues this undefeated streak, she'll be like, I don't know that she gets more popular than this. Right. She's, she's on it. She's as hot as, well, I won't say that. She's as, she's got as much momentum as she might ever have. Waiting an entire year for this might be. No, you're right. I mean, they should strike while the iron is hot. Agreed. Um, but yeah, you do run the risk with two rumbles on one show. That's yeah. Which is another reason why I feel like that match has to be 20 women at most just to limit. I am terrified that it's going to get stuck on the pre-show. Like I'm terrified. The women's man. Oh God. Yeah. That better not happen. Cause again, rumble's going to be four hours with a two hour pre-show. I'm hoping not. I would open with it. I would open with the rumble and then you've got. Right. Ideally, two and a half more hours 
before to you wet people's appetites before you do the next one, or maybe two hours, because the men's Royal Rumble usually lasts about an hour. Because I got to say, I can't see them doing them back to back. The only thing I could see them doing is war game style. No, you got to bookend it. Put them side by side, two rings, and one <laughs> ring is the men's rumble. The other ring is the women's rumble happening simultaneously. With two entrances? Absolutely. I would watch the hell out of that. Because it's normally every 60 seconds, right? And you so stack- every 30 no, seconds. It's, no, it's every two minutes. Oh, so literally okay. every every minute. Right, exactly. Matt Bailey comes in. Matt. And if you get thrown over the ropes. Into the other ring, you're, you're now still part of in. that. But you're, you're now part of that battle royal. Yes. <laughs> and Braun Strowman's going to win and wrestle Alexa Bliss. Oh, yes. All right. That's the greatest idea. Well, I won't say it's the greatest idea we've ever had, but it's a damn good one. I agree. I would totally watch that. Uh, what is your piece of positivity? And and since you didn't watch wrestling, let's open it up to everything. What's what's making Doc Manson happy? Um, actually, you know, I did read a little bit about Raw. I I, I opened the, the spoilers, and I did skim to look for Asuka's name. And so to know that she was confronted by absolution and they retreated away from her, I think was a very good move. Um, Paige looked at her at one point. She kind of, you know, rests her elbows on. The I can ring totally kind of, see it. Yes. And looked at her in a way that I imagine you look at Asuka. Oh, yeah. Like it was a desirous look. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's sort of how I imagined it going in my head. So I don't know. I may have to look that one up on YouTube because even having not seen it, uh, I feel like that's my highlight for the week. I'm telling you, YouTube is a fun way to do it. YouTube is a fun way to just because then you're right. You just kind of watch what you want to watch. And uh, life is good. Life so, is good. Um, How about yourself? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think here. Sammy's uh, not Sammy Zayn. Um, Seth Rollins and Cesaro really did have. Okay, I'll go with this. Really did have a good match. And what I liked about the match is it was three segments long. They hmm. they had two commercial breaks and you it's rare that matches on raw or smackdown last that long they got to tell a really nice story it was really well done as a wrestling fan i appreciated that yes i enjoyed seeing luke harper but that entrance is just ridiculous but um yeah seth rollins and cesaro again i won't say nice little match but quality pay-per-view caliber match that i enjoyed Absolutely. Sounds good, sir. Well, all right. I, I'm i going to start thinking about the DDT Awards. Usually I let this be your baby and I just kind of come and just surrender myself to the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I will try to, you know, participate a little bit. I will send you the document that I started and we can go from there. All right. Because, you know, I am. And please also, if you think of it, send me the list of last years. Because I always go okay. for the, con- you know, I'm like, oh, who's the most improved wrestler? That's not what the DDT Awards are supposed to be. No. I mean, don't so. be wrong. We do give out some legitimate awards at times. So if yeah, you have but- some legitimate awards that you'd actually like to discuss, I think there is a home for that. If you're new to DDT wrestling, and we should have started opened with this. Uh, let me explain a, in in very brief detail what the DDT. Oh award. yes, would you like? To- yes, yes, white man. Explain to me with your man speak all about 
uh, DDT wrestling. Go ahead. I'm trying to explain to the neophytes. Uh-huh. This might be somebody's Man first podcast. Me. Go ahead. You and you and I and maybe GQ sit down. We mention a category, and then we have to talk out the winner, and we don't stop until there is a consensus. Well, yeah. I mean, usually what we do for all the categories is there's a winner and two runners-up are named, except for, at the very end, we do the top ten wrestlers of the year. Oh, man. And those we have to put into an order upon which everyone agrees. Yes. Before I unlock the door to Manson Manor (laughs) and allow you to go home. So, yes, you know, we're not kidding when we say this usually happens in parts and it can be five to six hours of a podcast. I honestly think last year's might have been more than six hours. It might have been more like seven I would have to look. And I love that it's still one of our most downloaded episodes, despite the fact that it was that long. All right there, sir. A pleasure as always as we head into the month of November 2017 is rapidly coming to a close. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you can figure out how to spell that, that's the title of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I might be able to get that. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, send us emails, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Let me try that again. ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Thank you, Che. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Jeremy. And thank you, as always, Glenn. Until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>